After decades in service to his country and a long battle with cancer, Colin Powell has died. He was the first black Secretary of State in America, and George W. Bush called him a hero. Our prayers out to his family. Colin Powell was battling cancer when he contracted coronavirus. He was vaccinated, but his immune system was just too depleted from his fight with cancer to effectively combat the COVID-19 virus. It was sudden and a sad piece of news to start a week. Eulogies are pouring in as George Bush reminded the nation that Powell was a humble man, yet a man of character, a hero. Whatever your politics, you can appreciate the impact that he had on his nation. Death is the common denominator for us all. Are you ready to meet your maker? When you stand before Christ, he will not ask you what you have done. Good it may be. He'll ask you if you have faith. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And this week, we're continuing our series called The Call of Christ. The Lord often does things in unexpected ways, but nothing was more unexpected than 2,000 years ago when the Son of God was born in a poor, backwater part of the Roman Empire. Jesus, the Messiah, was not what most people expected. He preached the kingdom of God and proclaimed that he would die and rise again for his people. The Christ, the long-expected one, came from Nazareth, of all places, an ordinary backwater town. And the people around him were not extraordinary either, not at all. They were normal men and women like you and me. They were sinful, weak, doubting, concerned with their day-to-day lives. That's where the Chosen comes in. Tens of millions have all over the world watched this TV show since the first season premiered in 2017. And we can ask an important question. Is this show really faithful to the Bible's picture of Jesus? Well, think about the men and women who loved Christ and learned from him, those who even opposed him. The Chosen wants us to think of the reaction of normal people around Jesus. And that was the idea of the show's creator, Dallas Jenkins. And I have to say, I'm thankful for the heart of Dallas to point millions of people to Jesus Christ. So after this program is over, I want to give you the chance to get the entire second season of The Chosen, a two-DVD set that's just out for your generous gift to support our ministry here at Haven Today. That's eight episodes with six hours of viewing content. Or, for your minimum gift, ask for the combined set of seasons one and two, all 16 episodes. I know you and those you love will not only enjoy this series, but will be pleasantly surprised to better understand how the people that Christ called to himself were just like you and me. Call us after the program, and our number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or better yet, go to our website, watch our interview with Dallas, or listen to the full interview with him on our podcast, Great Stories, and then make your gift and ask for the DVD collection of The Chosen, Season 2. 
or make a minimum gift and receive both seasons. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now let's kick off the program with Lincoln Brewster, More Than Amazing.
This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. The program is called The Call of Christ, and we opened with More Than Amazing by Lincoln Brewster. On a good day in Israel, you can see from one side of the Sea of Galilee to the other. It sits to the north of Jerusalem, a hundred miles north, away from the busy city and out in the country. Tel Aviv is an even longer ways away. In biblical times, it was where the farming and fishing communities lived, poor but hard-working people, not rich, not in the academy training to be scribes or interpreters of the law, and the Sea of Galilee was a part of that life. It is not an enormous lake, but it was big enough back then to sustain fishing expeditions for smaller villages. In fact, the fish was packed up and salted in Magdala and sold all over the Roman world. But the Sea of Galilee is an enormous part of the gospel story of Jesus Christ. It was there that he called Peter, after telling them to cast their nets into the water one more time, he provided hundreds of fish, convincing Simon Peter and his brothers that he truly was the Messiah. The call of Christ came to Peter that day, follow me. And then a while later, after a long day of preaching, Jesus sent out his disciples on ahead of him so he could spend some time in prayer. They were still out on the water of the sea when he came to them walking on the waves. It was there, on the Sea of Galilee, that Christ called Peter to join him on top of the water. And he did. Jesus preached many sermons off the coast of the Galilee, and after he was raised from the dead, that's where he had breakfast. He made breakfast for his disciples who had been fishing all night. On a clear day, you see all the way across. When it's windy, especially in the dark of night, it is so hard to see where you're going. And that's what was happening one night. And Matthew 8 tells us the story. He got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! And he replied, O oh, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? And then he got up, and he rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed, and they asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. That's out of Matthew 8. The waves were breaking over the boat. They thought they were going under. I would be afraid too. But in this little scene, we have two things that are so clear. The first is that the call of Christ is not just about people. It's about nature. All things were created by Jesus. He was there in the beginning with the Lord God. And all creation submits to him when he calls. In fact, he is also God. Just the words. That's all he needed and the storm subsided. All of creation is his domain. He is the Lord of all. We have a tendency to live our lives as if we are the lords of our day, and when circumstances make things hard, we can sometimes believe they are out of his control. How very wrong that is. He is the Lord. 
and all our days are in his hand. He calls us to have faith. Did you notice his question, though? You have little faith. Why were you afraid? They weren't trusting in him. They were believing the lie that he was not in control. But Jesus calls us to have faith and to submit to him just like creation does, to pay attention to his word and to put it into practice. And this scene shows us something else, too. The disciples were amazed. What kind of man is this? Who is Jesus, really? That he could simply command and the waves would obey. They were afraid, other translations tell us. They realized that they weren't just riding in a boat with a good teacher, a rabbi who seemed to know it all, but they were with deity himself in the flesh. His presence was exciting, of course, but it was also terrifying to them. When you and I enter into the Lord's presence, sometimes we're nonchalant about it, aren't we? We don't really have a sense of these awestruck disciples. We're near to the living God, the Lord Almighty. When we pray, when we sing, when we read the scriptures, the call of Christ should bring us to our knees, but not because we are afraid of what he might do to us, but of what he might do for us. How amazing it is that we belong to him. And that's why he came to save us, to calm the storm of sin and judgment that was hanging over our heads. And he did it through his own sacrifice. There's a scene from The Chosen that I want us to listen to that captures exactly what Jesus came to do. It's from Jesus meeting with Nicodemus late at night in John chapter 3. Let's listen in on their conversation. No one can do these signs you do without having God in him. Only someone who has come from God. And how is that belief going over in the synagogue? (laughs) (laughs) Which is why we are here at this hour. What else? What have you come here to show us? A kingdom. That is what our rulers are worried about. No, not that kind. Then what? A sort of kingdom that a person cannot see unless he is born again. Born again? Yes. You mean like a new creature? A conversion from Gentile to Jewish? No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Then what is born again? I hope you don't mean return to the womb, because that would be a problem for me. My mother, may she rest in peace, is dead. Truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That part of you, that, is what must be reborn to new life. How can these things be? Ah, a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things, huh? I'm trying, Rabbi. I know. I know. 
you hear this? What? Listen. What do you hear? The wind. How do you know it's the wind? Because I can feel it. I hear its sound. Do you know where it comes from? No. Do you know where it's going? No. That's what it is to be born again of the spirit. The spirit may work in a way that is a mystery to you. And while you cannot see the spirit, you can recognize his effect. Mind is consumed with thoughts of what a stir these words would cause among the teachers of the law. Yes. And I do not expect otherwise. I speak of what I know and have seen, and it has not been received by the religious leaders. It is hard to receive. So if I have told you of earthly things, and you do not believe, how can I tell you heavenly things? I believe your words. I just fear you may not have a chance to speak many more of them before you are silenced. I have come to do more than speak words, Nicodemus. More miracles? Yes. But even more than that. Do you remember when the children of Israel complained against God and against Moses in the wilderness of Paran? Yes. They wanted to return to Egypt and they cursed the manna that God sent them. And then? They were bitten by serpents and they were dying. But? But God made a way for them to be healed. Moses lifted the bronze serpent in the desert and people only needed to look at it. So will the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Our people are not dying from snake bites. They're dying from taxation and oppression. I'm sorry to disappoint you. But I did not come to deliver the people from Rome. Then from what? From sin. From spiritual death. God loves the world in this way. That he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. A scene from The Chosen, here on Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. This was Jesus' mission, to seek and save the lost, to give himself that we might find everlasting life. The storm that hung over our head was brewing. Sin and judgment can make it seem as if our life is plunging deeper and deeper. But that storm has ceased for those who have called upon the name of Jesus to be saved. This is the call of Christ to us, to trust Him, to receive Him by faith, and to walk in His love forevermore. At the end of myself I'm empty and dry Nothing to give But surrender inside Let down your nets This is not the end From now on you'll be Fishers of men Follow me, follow me, follow me.
judgment calls out my name. I've been looking for love, but I'm swallowed by shame. Throw away all your stones. Find forgiveness in me. Let me be your new passion. My daughter, you're free. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. At the end of myself, I've done things my own way. This world gave up on me. Now it's death I do pay. You know who I am. I'm sin sacrificed. Today you will be in hell. Today, thanks for taking some time out of your day, your busy life, to meet up with me and meet together with our Lord, Jesus, the Son of God, the miracle worker. What would it have been like to be there and see his miraculous signs with our own eyes? I think it would have been a life-changing experience, wouldn't you think, too? The Bible is where we can read about the things that Jesus did. And when you watch the Chosen TV series, it helps paint a new picture in your mind about how these sermons, events, and people might have looked. We've enjoyed the Chosen in my home. I think you'll enjoy it in your home, too. This series helps us to take a look at the story through fresh eyes, the eyes of the people who were there when these things actually happened. The Chosen tells their story using holy creativity. What were these people like? What was their story? And most importantly, how were they transformed by Jesus? Well, the Chosen tries to answer these questions while keeping its eye on the gospel narrative that you and I cherish and and believe so well. As you watch the Chosen, 
you'll see the similarities between yourself and those who Jesus met in his ministry. And the same Savior who called them has called you too. The same gospel that transformed them is offered to you. It's offered to all of us. I'd like to send you the DVD collection of The Chosen Season 2 for your gift to Haven Today. Or for a minimum gift, ask for Season 1 and 2 of this popular series and see why so many people have watched it over these last few years. Or make a gift and send the series to someone you know who would be blessed by it. Why don't you call us right now? It's 800 654 2836. 865 Haven. You can also give by visiting our website. And if you get a chance to do that, watch the interview we did with Dallas Jenkins talking to us about season two. Or listen to our Great Stories podcast with the interview. And then make your gift and ask for the DVD collection. Our website is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. When's the last time you said something you regretted? Well, for most of us, it was probably in the last week. But for you, maybe it was yesterday or even a single minute ago. The Bible tells us that the tongue is a restless evil. And boy, has that been true in my life. When I least expect it, my sharp tongue can hurt others and land me in a heap of trouble. And I know I'm not alone. James chapter 3 says we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault at what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. There's only one person, though, who meets that description, and it's not you or me. Spend more time in God's Word daily. It'll help you with your walk more closely with Jesus. Try our Anchor devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.